welcome back to Hold Fast, where we have biblical truths for daily battles. My name is Kenny. I am the host of the podcast, and it is possible that you are listening to this episode because of the title. This is one of those podcasts that uh, I just think is something that a lot of people are interested in talking about, especially parents with children. We are going to be asking and hopefully answering the question from a biblical perspective, the question being, should I make my kids go to church? Now, there's a lot of different angles that this question can take. Um, you know, I was a youth pastor for many years, and I had a lot of parents come to me with different forms of this question, things like, should I make my kid go to this specific Bible study? Should I make my kid specifically come to youth group? Um, but I, I, I'm really going to be answering it in more of a general sense, uh, hopefully, where I'm, I'm really just taking that question, should I force my kids to go to church? Now, I am a parent of young children, and so I don't necessarily have experience with all of the stages of this. And so, uh, admittedly, I'm, I'm coming to you on this podcast saying, look, I haven't gone through some of the stuff that many of you have gone through. I haven't had the arguments that many of you have had, because for me now, with our, our children being younger, we don't have the fights. As of right now, my, my daughter especially absolutely loves to go to church. Uh, my son can't voice anything for himself, and so he doesn't really say anything either way. I know that there's potentially coming a day where there may be some conversations about this. Um, some parents deal with the, the fights over this, where their kids say, I don't want to go to church. Why do I have to go to church? And, and, and maybe that's the question you're asking yourself, where you're saying, should I force this? Because you know, as parents, we know that we can't in and of ourselves change our children's hearts, right? And so we wonder sometimes, is it doing more damage than it's doing good by forcing them to go to church? And I understand the concerns, but I want to talk about this because because I think it's an important question. Um, there's a lot of different directions I can take this, but I want to start at the best place we can possibly start, and that is God's Word. Uh, there's a few places I could go, but I thought maybe the clearest place would be Ephesians chapter 6, which gives instruction to children and also gives instructions specifically to fathers, but I would say parents in general, including mothers. Paul says this in Ephesians chapter 6, starting in verse 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So the first thing here in this passage is Paul speaking to children. When this letter to the Ephesians uh, was read in churches, and this letter circulated to numerous churches at the time in this area, when this letter was read in the congregation, children were there. They were in the room. They didn't have a separate kids' ministry that the kids went to while they read Paul's letter to the adults. Children were in the room, and so this would have been read for children to hear. And it was read very clearly from Paul, uh, the Holy Spirit speaking through Paul, not only to the Ephesian Christians, but to every Christian in the ages to come, saying, Children, obey your parents, for this is right. Children, obey your parents, for this is right. This is something that we have to be better at instilling in our children, um, where we are not parents who say, because I said so, right? One of the reasons that the because I said so mindset is so dangerous in our parenting is because that's not actually where our authority comes from. Your authority as a parent doesn't come from you. 
Your authority as a parent comes from the Lord. And so you and I get to say to our kids that they are to obey us because the Lord has given us authority in their lives and the Lord has told them to obey their parents. That's really the ultimate claim that we have, right? Um, now, that's more of a general parenting thing. I get that, but that applies here to this conversation about going to church. When your kids say, um, why do I have to go? Why do I have to listen to you and go to church? If you, you want to go to church, that's fine. Why do I have to go with you? One of the things you can say to your kids is, uh, because, because I'm saying that you need to do this and the Lord has told you that you need to obey me, okay? Um, and I think that, and, and this is not, we don't use this as a manipulation tactic. We don't use this, you know, as like a, a mic drop moment, like boom, the Bible said so, so you have to do it. But this is how we disciple our kids. We raise them up to not, not just submit to our authority, but submit to the Lord's authority. Children, obey your parents for this is right. Honor your father and mother that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. Paul says, look, when this commandment was given to the Israelites uh, in, in the Ten Commandments, it's the first commandment that came with a promise. And that promise was first to the Israelites that they would inherit the land that the Lord was giving them. And now in the New Covenant, this applies to, um, to God's children, this promise of eternal life in the heavenly kingdom, the inheritance in the heavenly kingdom. So Paul's not saying, children, if you obey your parents, you'll be saved. He's saying a part of you walking in your salvation, a part, a part of you following after the Lord is obeying your parents, and it's going to lead, that is part of, of what's going to lead to you walking in eternal life because those who don't obey their parents are living in sin, and those who don't repent of their sin can't be saved, okay? Now, that can be a tangent really easily, and I'm really tempted to go on that tangent, but I'm going to stop there. The, the, the principle here for this episode is very simple. Children are called to obey their parents. This is, this is a command of the Lord, not just something that we as parents get to just say, because I said so, but because the Lord has said so. And then it says, he says to fathers, wait a minute, before you get too happy with that authority, before you start bulldozing your kids with that God-given authority, fathers, don't provoke your children to anger but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Fathers, don't domineer over your children. Don't agitate them. Don't irritate them. Don't try to get under their skin. Don't try to manipulate them. Don't bully them into listening to you. Don't provoke them to anger. Bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Now, some people focus on the first half of that and they go, don't provoke your children to anger. We just need to, we need to not make them upset. We need to not rock the boat, not ruffle their feathers. That's not what Paul's saying because he follows that up and he qualifies it and he says, no, bring them up in the discipline. There's got to be discipline, godly discipline and instruction of the Lord. And here's the reality. Sometimes, oftentimes, when we are bringing up our children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, they're going to get angry, right? But we're not, we're not seeking to provoke them to anger. We are seeking to honor the Lord in our parenting. We're seeking to honor the Lord in how we're raising our kids. And so we're not provoking them to anger. We're bringing them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And if they choose to get angry at that, that's something they need to deal with. That's something they need to work out in their own hearts. So I've heard kids try to use this against their parents sometimes, right? Where they're like, you know, the Bible says don't provoke me to anger, and it's really making me angry that you want to make me go to church, okay? Now, it doesn't always play out exactly like that, but this is not an application of this verse. And this is not, parents, an opportunity for you to say, well, you know what? It does make my kid upset when I make them go to church, and the Bible says don't provoke them to anger, so maybe I shouldn't. 
No, the Bible says, don't provoke them to anger, but rather bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Don't use domineering, manipulative, bullying parenting tactics. Instead, parent in a godly way. And there are times that that godly parenting will drive your kids to anger, but you are not the one that has provoked them to anger. It's their own sinful heart that has provoked them to anger, right? I hope you see the distinction there and the difference there. And you might, you might already know at this point my answer to the question, um, but after setting up that foundation, I'm going to ask the question again and clearly answer it and give you some things to think about. Should I make my kids go to church? Um, I believe so. I, I believe it is right. First of all, let's reframe the question. I, I, what I don't believe is that you should have the mindset of, I'm just going to force my kids to go to church. No, no, no. I'm raising my kids in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And a part of that is that they learn what it means to gather with the Lord's people for worship and fellowship and instruction in the word. And they're going to know that that's a part of life. I'm going to apply the principle that's well known in the Proverbs that says, train up a child in the way they should go. And when they're older, they won't depart from it. Meaning not necessarily that if you do the right things as a parent, your kids won't go astray. What that, what that proverb actually gives us is a principle that as you, raise up your children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. You can trust the Lord to guide their path. You can trust the Lord to do his work in their life as you share truth with them, as you give them the gospel, as you bring them to church to be under the teaching of the word. But let me give you a couple things to think about because you might disagree with me. You might say, Kenny, I understand the things that you're saying, but you don't know my situation. My situation is unique. It really, really makes my kid angry. It causes a lot of division in my home. It's really not worth it. And I'm going to push them further away from Jesus by forcing them to do this. Let me ask you something. Have you ever had that perspective when it comes to school? When you go in your kid's room in the morning and you say, it's time to get up for school, And they say to you, which my four-year-old already says to me sometimes, I don't want to go to school. What do you say to them? You're going to school, right? Um, It's not really a choice. And maybe, maybe it is in your household, but generally speaking, I don't think it's really much of a choice. You don't allow your kids to dictate whether or not they're going to school. Why? Because you know it's good for them. You know that they need it. You know that they, they are not necessarily always at the maturity level that they can make the best decisions for themselves and you're trying to set them up for future success. You're trying to, to do something that's good for them even though they don't like it, even though it makes them angry. The school routine may be a hot mess for you every single morning like it is for some families because some kids don't like school. They don't want anything to do with it. I didn't like school as a kid, but I knew it wasn't a choice. There were times as a, as a child, I didn't necessarily want to go to church, but I knew it wasn't a choice. Now, those two, th- I'm not saying that going to school and going to church are on the same level. I'm just trying to get you to think about the fact that you don't apply this logic to other things in life, right? When your kid says to you, I don't want to eat, often what you're going to say to them is, but you need to eat. You need nutrition. You need these things. How much more do they need the spiritual food that comes from gathering with the Lord's people, sitting under the teaching of the word, being around other believers? Now, I'm not saying that you just look at your kid and and use the because I said so method. Sit down with them. Walk them through why it's important that they go to church. And even if they disagree with you, even if they don't like it, do it with a, with a patient and a grace-filled manner, but stand firm on it. You have been given the responsibility as a parent to shepherd that child's soul. And you choosing to say, you know what, I'm going to let them shepherd their own soul and decide whether or not they go to church is not a God-honoring decision. Now, I, I have not 
admittedly, I've not sat down and tried to think through every possible scenario of, of kids not wanting to go to church and parents deciding to, to have them go anyways. But I'm saying as a general principle, absolutely. I believe it is the, the most God-honoring decision to, as a parent, it is the expectation that you and your children are going to be in church gathering with the Lord's people. I'm not trying to turn this into a legalistic principle, but I'm looking around the culture and I'm seeing, I'm seeing this tendency that values almost everything over gathering with the Lord's people for worship. Our kids have sports opportunities and extracurricular things that pull them away from church all the time. And there, there, have, been, there have been families and generations that have always had the principle that if it pulls me away from gathering with the Lord's people on a regular basis, I'm not going to do it. Surely there are times when things happen, things get in the way. We get that. Life gets in the way. But as a general rule, as a parent... One of the responsibilities you have, not the only responsibility, but one of the responsibilities you have is to do everything in your power to have your kids go with you to church. It seems like a basic principle, but it is lost in a lot of people. And again, I said at the beginning of this episode, there's some uh, you know, special circumstances that you can talk about here. Like, well, there's this Bible study for students at our church and my kid doesn't necessarily want to go to that particular Bible study. And I'm talking about the general gathering of God's people on Sundays, on the Lord's day, the thing that we have been commanded to do as Christians. Okay. We've not been commanded as Christians necessarily to go to the the weekly Bible study or, or to go to the weekly youth group. Those things are good. And I believe as a general rule, you should encourage your kids to be a part of those things too. I'm primarily, Primarily talking about the Sunday gathering of believers. And here's something else to think about here. It's, it's not, what I'm not saying is your only responsibility as a parent is just to make sure your kid gets through the doors of the church. Because it's not. Actually, that is one small piece of your responsibility. Your responsibility throughout the rest of the week is to, to disciple. Your responsibility is to to make sure that they understand exactly why you're walking through the doors of the church. Your responsibility is to make sure that when they do walk through the doors of the church that they get connected with other uh, men and women who can pour into their lives, other peers of theirs who are godly who would point them to Christ, making sure that you talk with them about the sermon that they heard, making sure you talk with them about the Bible lesson they maybe had in kids' ministry or whatever it is. It's not just getting them through the doors of a church. It's not like a magic wand. If I get them to church, everything will be okay. No, take up your responsibility as a shepherd of your child's soul. Get them to gather with the Lord's people and disciple them along the way. I believe this is a part of our calling as parents. And you might think, I'm old school for this. You might disagree with me. I'm open to conversation. Listen, this is, admittedly, this is a bigger conversation than a 15-minute podcast episode. But it's something that that I've been confronted with in a couple different ways. And it's just something that I thought was important to address on the podcast. I'd love to hear questions if you have them. I'm more than open to doing another episode on this topic to address another part of this if you think it's important. If you think I missed something, if you think I got something wrong, let me know. I, I want to hear. I want to have discussion. I want to be able to go to the Lord's Word and, and answer these questions because it's an important one. Um, but I, let, me, let, me just, let me just end with this. Um, your kids are not going to prioritize church if you don't. And your kids are not going to prioritize church if they think that it's just a legalistic habit of yours either. If they see you just begrudgingly being a part of this all the time, constantly, um, they're, they're going to see that and that's going to, that's going to affect them as well. 
You in your own heart need to understand the importance of gathering with the Lord's people. You in your own heart need to make sure that you're doing everything you can to have this be be something that that you're going to because it feeds your soul, that you're going to because you want to. Um, and there's seasons of life, I get it, there's seasons of life where it's hard and, and you're not just excited to do it and all that, I get all that, but as a general rule, let your kids see you setting the example of prioritizing gathering with the Lord's people. Let them grow up knowing that it's not a choice. Never give them the option of thinking that that this might I might be able to convince my parents not to make me go. Kind of like school and kind of like kind of like some of the extracurricular activities that they know that you're going to move heaven and earth to make sure they get there too. Do the same thing for church and make that a priority in your life in your family's life. Shepherd your child's soul in this way. I know this is a heavy conversation and I I am not trying to come down hard on anybody, I'm, I'm hoping to encourage. I'm hoping to maybe help settle this question in your mind if you're wrestling with it. I'm hoping that this encourages you and prompts you to, to lead your families in this way as husbands and fathers and, and mothers and wives as well to shepherd your child's children's souls in this way. I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that this is, was encouraging. I'm hopeful that this was helpful. Uh, always feel free to reach out to me if you've got questions or, or thoughts on the episodes. Love to hear from those of you that listen to the podcast, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end that here for now. Uh, thank you so much, as always, for listening. Um, I appreciate your, your support for the podcast by listening, by uh, commenting, by, by leaving ratings and reviews. That helps other people find us as well. But this has been another episode of Hold Fast, and Lord willing, I will be back next week with another episode. God bless.